catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday morning, January 20th. I'm Elliot Trito, and this is The Point from WUFT News. A new study from the University of Florida has evidence showing that the breast milk of people vaccinated against COVID-19 provides protection to infants too young to receive the vaccine. The study included 37 patients and 25 infants. I spoke with Dr. Joseph Larkin III, who was the senior author of the study and an associate professor in the UF IFAS Department of Microbiology and Cell Science, about the latest study which follows up a previous study in 2021. So Joe, I was wondering if you could tell me what this study means. So in this research, I was very fortunate to work with a team of clinicians and combining my, my basic science expertise uh, with the clinic, clinical studies, um, we were able to show that there was a, there was a significant increase in SARS-CoV-specific antibodies within the stool of babies that were breastfed by moms that um, were vaccinated. And um, just with a little bit of background, um, if you have a, a baby, um, there are limited things that, that moms will allow scientists to do, and rightfully so. So where there may be limitations in um, acquiring blood or experimentation, we found that moms were very happy to give us all the poop we wanted. Um, so we used that as an avenue to explore the presence of the antibodies it is established that moms are able to pass antibodies to babies in other contexts. And we wanted to see if the same could be said with the SARS-CoV antibodies after vaccination. And to uh, quote from the article here, while the virus that causes COVID-19 is often thought of as mainly affecting the lungs, it also conveyed the gut, which is why finding antibodies there is significant. Would that kind of correspond to what you're saying about like um, the stool samples and just how from, from what we can learn from there? Oh, absolutely. And so, although, as you said, um, it is thought that, oh, it has been shown that SARS-CoV is a, a respiratory virus present in the lungs. Um, that's where we usually identify it. Uh, people that have severe COVID symptoms oftentimes have very difficult times breathing. The presence of the the presence of the virus in other places, such as the gut, uh, implicate that we don't have a, a full understanding of what the virus can be doing. And so if we have mom's antibodies present within the gut of the baby, um, we're able to potentially neutralize uh, the effects of the virus present within the gut. And I was wondering if you can kind of give us some context on the entire setup of this. So like how long did it take to get the funding for this and were there any challenges along the way? So one of the questions in our, and this is actually, we're talking about our the second study in the series of studies, um, but I'm giving you context from the first one. And so in that first study, we really wanted to um, test the hypothesis that the vaccine was safe to moms. And actually um, our work combined with the work of others demonstrated that the vaccine was safe. And then the second question was, was this vaccine having other potential benefits to the baby? And then what we were able to show is that when moms were vaccinated, of course they provided, they generated antibodies for themselves to provide protection, but they also generated antibodies in their breast milk, uh, which potentially could provide benefit to the baby. But we didn't know that it could provide benefit to the baby. We just based that potential benefit on previous studies with other vaccines and the presence of the antibodies. So what this study 
um, shows, again, it's not the end of the story, it's a continuation. It shows a bit of a smoking gun where if the antibodies were actually present within the baby, then that increases the likelihood that they're doing something. And, and that's one of the most significant uh, aspects of our study. So, you know, so we've taken samples over the course of a year, um, and we actually have samples prior to vaccination. We have samples after the first administration of the vaccine. Uh, we have samples after the second administration of the vaccine. And then we've also uh, followed the course of the presence of these antibodies up to a year. Um, this study that we, re we currently report goes up to six months, but we actually have samples up to a year and we're looking at the ability of the antibodies to be there and also the present, the ability of these antibodies to work. So, so we're actually able to secure funding fairly soon after initiation because of the urgency of the COVID pandemic. I wanted to go back to what you said earlier. Can you elaborate about the patients who are skeptical about possible harmful effects of receiving the vaccine? Something that um, we, sh obviously anyone that's doing working vaccines um, has to be be transparent about. Yes, there are skeptics with regard to, to vaccines. And part of that is um, just the uncertainty of the unknown. And because um, this vaccine, this mRNA vaccine was new, uh, people were concerned about its effects on themselves and, and also their effects during pregnancy. So basically, like, uh, take me through the journey of, of from when the patients in general are getting vaccinated till, I guess, from what we found today. So that's a great question. And in order to answer that, I'm just going to maybe give a, a bit of a historical perspective. If we go back to the smallpox scenario, smallpox was something that, that plagued um, humankind for a long time. But after the advent of the, of the vaccine, we went from lots of cases per year to zero. And going from lots of cases to, per year to zero makes it hard to argue the fact that, or argue against the fact that vaccines are having an effect. And, and if we then fast forward to the SARS-CoV vaccine, we had um, a place where um, the ICUs were full. Every day there were news reports on not having enough ventilators for people to breathe in the in the hospital to to a case where life was able to resume again. So what does the SARS-CoV vaccine do? Well, it it um it basically gives us a, a test run um before we encounter the virus so that all the deleterious effects that happen when you encounter the virus for the first time as its full-blown um, entity, it, it buys us time. So the, the utility of that vaccine really can't be disputed. But, but yes, um, I, it is true that um, when we encounter something new, and there's no such thing as a perfect anything. If you take aspirin, too much aspirin causes bleeding of the stomach lining. If we are, are, are anti-inflammatory um, type, type drugs, potentially can, can cause bleeding. Some side effects were said that occurred, for example, you know, lack of fertility. They, they just don't have all the scientific data to support them. We do have data to support the fact that ventilators aren't in the same demand that they were once in for the advent of the vaccine. And, and we also have data, not just by our group, by, but by many groups, that, that when 
um, a mother becomes vaccinated, she can now pass protect, she can now generate antibodies that potentially could help that baby. And not only um, just by generating those antibodies, but because she is now ex more exempt or more able to, um, to fight the virus, she's also providing protection to her house by not bringing that fully full-fledged uh, virus into her home. So, so yes, although there are um, concerns with um, the use of, of a vaccine, and I understand that's something new, there is a, a there's a lot, there's, a, there's a, a wealth of data showing that vaccines in fact work. And, um, and, and, as a, and as a doctor, as a scientist, as a person, we, we kind of have to make the decision of whether the risk outweigh or the benefits outweigh the risk. And in this case, um, vaccines have, have been shown to be an effective way to provide um, durable protection against things that otherwise could kill us. And my last question for you is, um, with this um, new study, what do you hope people can take away from this? So this study is, um, again, part of a, a series of studies. And in first case, we showed that antibodies um, were present in um, mom's breast milk after vaccination. In the second study, we showed that um, that there was a significant increase in SARS-CoV-specific antibodies within the stool of the baby, implying that if the antibodies are there, they're likely doing something. So the next part of our studies is to actually understand what those antibodies are doing. And um, in, a, in, a, in a broader sense, um, the whole idea of how mom can provide protection to the baby uh, through vaccination or, or through, you know, other other things that are present in breast milk, uh, because there, in addition to antibodies, there are also proteins that potentially can provide protection to the baby. There are cytokines, which are message, which are molecules that help the immune system to communicate to to both other immune cells and to um, other cells in the body. How does this actually play out and 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 I'm I'm and I'm not just saying with SARS-CoV but what about the next emerging pathogen understanding how vaccines affect both the mom and the baby is a is a really important question that um, can not only help us through SARS but but through the the next issue um, I I was watching uh, one of the one of the recent shows that 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 you hosted on on eggs and um the reason why you know one of the major reasons why there's an egg shortage is because um chickens are getting avian flu well guess what um avian flu is a disease that potentially can transfer to to people so understanding the role of vaccines and 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 emerging pathogens uh is something that's that's very critical in, in maintaining health, but, but also it has economic impacts. So um, not to say that our study has sh shown all of that, not at, not at all, um, but, but just by you know, pointing, a, you know, pointing a light on a potential smoking gun saying, hey, mom's choices can have an impact on, potentially have an impact on the baby's health. Um, it, it just opens up a lot of really important questions.
Uh, as we wrap up, is there anything else you want to add that's important to uh, shine light on? Well, just going back to the um, the idea of, of, of breastfeeding, it has been shown um, not only with, you know, well, we have not only in this particular instance, but it, it also plays a really important role in providing nutrients to the babies. Um, there are things that are present in, in breast milk or human milk that just aren't present in um, in, in formula. So if, if possible, it, it's, uh, it, it is it's important to do that. And also there has been, it has been shown that breastfeeding also provides protection against many um, mucosal um, gut associated um, sicknesses. So, um, so breastfeeding is really important to the overall, overall health of the baby. That was Dr. Joseph Larkin III about a new study showing that the breast milk of people vaccinated against COVID-19 provides protection to infants too young to receive the vaccine. Now let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. Florida's health leaders are warning medical providers against using abortion medication, which was recently approved for commercial use by the Food and Drug Administration. According to WMFE's Joe Maria Peterson, earlier this month, the FDA approved commercial sales of mufepristone earlier this month, the first of two drugs in medication abortions, which were typically dispensed only by abortion clinics, doctors, or mail orders. However, Florida pharmacies will not be allowed to carry or sell the drug due to laws stating that patients can only receive abortion medication from clinic physicians after performing two in-person clinic visits. Thousands of Florida teachers have yet to get their share of the state's $800 million allocation for races, and school superintendents are blaming the unions. According to WUSF's Delina Miller, they say union negotiations are why they did not meet the October 1st deadline to submit an approved salary distribution plan to the state. And finally, Mayor Bill White of Denellen has decided to leave his post. According to Ocala Star Banner's Austin L. Miller, White made the surprise announcement after a meeting with City Clerk Mandy Odom yesterday afternoon. White said the abroad resignation is due to, quote, pre-existing health conditions. The mayor said that while he's not in bad health, he can tell the issue is impacting his health. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org to subscribe and view the most recent issues. I'm Elliot Trado, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Friday.